New Music. This is a group of ladies who have been backup singers their whole life. And uh, boom, they landed on the scene in a contest in Sweden. And uh, number one, and I believe you will hear more of them. They're called the Mamas. And if you look at yeah, them, you'll know why. You'll you know what. So you said it's a love fest. Is that okay? Can we have a love fest? Absolutely. I just dig it. You know, I really when I read these words, I was like, oh, I love these words. Because there ain't nothing, nothing I wouldn't do for you because you would do it. You would it for me too. Jazz back in the house. Been missing you, brother. That is awesome. Jason Lewis showing up from Dallas, man. Way to go, brother. Saw Jason popped on to LinkedIn yesterday, liked a bunch of my stuff. Thank you for that, Jason. Good to see you back in the world. Howie Craw coming up to us from New York City or Long Island, wherever he happens to be. If you have not listened to this song, please do. It will change your day. It is a must. There ain't nothing. Because there's nothing I wouldn't do. Corey Dixon's in the house. Can't wait to have Corey on Tell Me Something Good. But Corey is the, the voiceover master. Christopher Schoenfeld back in the house, man. Making it a routine. Morning, Chris. Glad to see you here. Boom, 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 boom. There we go. That's today's music. We're 8.01. The regular crowd is shuffling in. I'm feeling good. Did my uh, I did a walk to the beach this morning, which was so liberating. And I worked out hard all week. And I said, you know, today I'm just going to fast walk to the, you know, get to the beach. And I sat on the beach. I turned off all the music. And I just let the sound of the ocean take me over, man. I am on fire. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Can we let everybody in on, on what today's content's going to be, where we're going to be at? You want to tell your friends because this one will be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so last Friday, uh, we gave everybody an opportunity to, to go deep with me. My dad asked me 15 questions, and it was a get-to-know-Mark-Noodleberg kind of session. And so we are flipping the table today. And even though a lot of you know my dad, um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper than he probably wants to go on social media. And I've got 15 questions and I've broken them up uh, by serious questions and light questions. And I'll probably bounce back and forth. But an unbelievable opportunity for me to ask questions that I think are- I'm a little are nervous, okay? I'm just telling you. <laughs> like, what the hell are you going to ask, man? First of all, last month you put a picture of uh, you, me, and your mother that uh, <laughs> everybody had a good laugh at my expense. <laughs> Everybody gotta, was laughing with you us. You got to be a good sport, though, you know. For sure. So, good morning to everybody, and welcome to Questions with Steve Noodleberg. And um, I'm excited to jump into this. And we're going to start with a serious one, and the one that I think is really great because you have done a lot. We talk a lot about it a 40 year career in sales you know, and an entrepreneur and, 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 and you wrote a book and you've spoke to people all over the world. 
but we all know that family over everything is important to you. And that when asked the question, what's your greatest accomplishment, you would 1000 times out of a thousand times say it is Jake and myself. So withholding me and Jake, okay. okay. Withholding your sons. Hard to do. Okay. What is your greatest accomplishment in your 60 years? Wow. Woo. My greatest accomplishment. Greatest accomplishment. The thing you're most proud really, of. Really family jumps in. So I got I to gotta think for a second. Um, I think, and this is going to be an interesting answer, um, but this is what comes to the top of my head. I, I think finding out who I really was. You know, I, I think my greatest accomplishment was I had lots of achievements early in my life and they all felt empty. You know, they, they didn't really resonate with me because I was on that track where, you know, um, go to school, get a job, make a lot of money, get married, have kids. And, and I bought off on what I was told. I bought a house. You know, I was 22 or 21. I bought a house, which was the dumbest thing I ever did. So I think I think there was a time in my life when and I think it was right about the time that I decided to exit you know, ABC and, and jump out on my own where I just said, you know what, I, I don't, this is not where I want to be. And I want to explore more of me and the exploration of me and who I am and what I'm all about and what my purpose, you know, I mean, clearly, you know, it's good, good shit. That's good. And that's, I have, actually have some questions that are a follow-up to that, but we'll hold on that because okay. I'm going to bounce around from, from serious to light because if you know my dad, like I know my dad, the next question is going to be the most telling of all questions. And that way, that, that question is, if you could only drink beer, wine, or liquor for the rest of your life, one, two, or three, what one would it be and what brand would it be and why? Um, hands down, I'm a Guinness guy. <laughs> Guinness beer, that's it. You're done. No tequila, no vodka, no wine. You're going to no, beer I, ever. I, I love all of that stuff, but consistently, when I drink a Guinness, it's like a fucking milkshake. You know, it's like wow. It's yeah, you know. So, so and, and I will tell you that that's um, that that's brought on by I was fortunate enough to be in Dublin and I visited the the factory and I became a master pourer and the whole the whole thing behind it you know i'm a mood drinker to begin with there are times right. for tequila there's times for wine there's times for all of that and so you know if i had to give them all up and have one i want my guinness i love that actually if you look at if you remember their ad campaign brilliant <laughs> so i would i would i was gonna say you were like the ultimate you know customer experience story for them because yeah. of all the things you could drink you just pick guinness because you were there, because they made you a brand ambassador, and because their marketing has worked on you for forever. So shout out to Guinness. They did a great job turning Steve Uber. You know what? Here's the cool thing. At the end of the day, no matter what you're buying, you got to really like the taste. You can go yeah. for all of the bullshit, all of the prestige, and all of the story and stuff. I think Guinness tastes great. I mean, I really do. 1,000 out of 1,000 times I would have lost that bet. I was going tequila the whole way. I was going Casamigos Silver done and done but okay well, Good to you, know. Know, you know if you, if you broke it down into you know favorite tequila then i would have gone you know right. I, I probably would have said 1942 because it's right. celebratory 
uh, thing that we celebrate all big occasions. Every time we have an occasion, there's always a bottle exchanged. Okay, <laughs> jumping back into serious, which is a good follow-up question. And I think what, what was great about what you said about learning who you are, I think the important thing to remember for saying that for most people is that you talk about that starting to happen when you left ABC and it continues to happen today. I think you constantly evolve. You're looking for new music. You're constantly bringing new things in, testing, trying, and then either adding or removing, which is a true testament to you. So father, son, brother, husband, grandfather, author, trainer, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, CEO, sales doer, podcaster, connector are just a few of the words to describe you. I left out all of the bad ones, of course. Um, oh, and there are plenty of bad ones, people. Just if you could <laughs> use just one word to describe yourself, what would it be? And why? Um, driven. I would say that for me, I have an internal uh, need for um, education, research, knowing. I, I shared this with somebody the other day that, you know, I legitimately, oh, I shared it with Jeremy Triask. Um, lifelong learning. You know, I, I want every day I write about it in the book, I try and find an aha moment. And that's my North Star. That's my guiding light. And I feel so fulfilled because of that. So I would say driven. You know, I, people say, you know, like at 60, you can probably, you know, pump the brakes and take a, you know, take time off. I mean, the last couple of years have been an unbelievable ride for me, but you've energized me, you know, and I'm, I'm ready to go again. Let's, let's get it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I want to stick with the serious questions for a second, because yeah. I think this is a really good follow-up to that. By the way, you're so scaring the shit out of me. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love this because I think, you know, the answer to the first question was figuring out who you really were and, and being on that journey, being driven, which I don't think there's any doubt about that. Probably inspired is another word that would describe you really well. But underneath everything that you do, in order to be inspired, you have to have a why. What is your why? So, um, really good question. Um, I believe... I'm in a higher power, you know that. Um, and I believe I was given a gift and my gift is being able to speak. I, I, you know, I had never done it on stage. The audiences got bigger, but I can connect with real quality content and the people that are I'm coaching or the people that are here, you know, I believe I'm sharing my gift. It's not about me, I'm a vehicle. And so um, young, old, um, you know, whatever the subject is, I want to share my gift. And in turn, that has given me riches beyond my wildest dreams. That's really awesome. That's that's really awesome. I think, you know, the fact that your why is about other people. And, and I think that's part of your journey, too. I think that's for everybody along the journey is figuring out what your gift is and then allowing yourself to share that with everybody is really great. I mean, look, I mean, you're a shining example. You and Jake, you know, you go back to family. My responsibility was to give you the gift. What you did with it was on you, you know? And so you went and took it to coaching. You know, I couldn't be more thrilled that you're back doing it together because I'm inspired and jacked up every single morning. But 
the reality is, you know, that was my gift to give to you. And now you're taking it and you'll give it to your son and you're giving it to Jake and you're giving it to the people in your world. And just the way people react to you is such a, such a warm thing for me. It's incredible. All right. Got to get out of the serious questions. Otherwise I'm going to cry. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. Getting, getting light again. Okay. Here we go. Best hamburger you have ever had and the story behind it. Oh, hands down. It doesn't happen at 1.30 in the morning. I'm going to be pissed about the story. Um, well, you know, actually, it's at the tub in Hollywood. You know, it's, uh, it, it is, um, that's where I grew up. Um, it's a place that is a dump, and I really mean a dump. The place is all, has toilets throughout it. Uh, <laughs> used as potting plants and tables, and they use old toilets. So, and in a GQ story years and years ago, it was voted one of the top 10 hamburgers in the world. And so again, I'm one of those guys that's an experienced guy, you know, a great hamp, the, the most unbelievable hamburger in a not in a nebulous kind of environment. All right. You know, but going to La Tub was a high school thing, a college thing, a, you know, an adult thing and it's on the water and I can have a, unbelievable burger with my guinness and it's fantastic <laughs> i love that that's awesome uh so and i think that makes sense to me because i remember as a kid in our first house in miramar and i yeah. think even in Cooper city we had a toilet that had a plant in it yep for a long time I actually <laughs> bought a toilet and put a plant in it as my homage to the tub <laughs> that's classic that's classic. Uh, thank and shout out to Donna who said, "Mark, you look great in a jacket." By the way, thank you. We gotta. I think it's time. I think it's time for another visit with Bob. I think I gotta increase the uh, the variety in the closet. Okay, so you are an inspiring person. I don't think there's anybody that would take that away. Uh, your actions are inspired, and you inspire others. And you kind of hit on this a little bit already. But when did you find? your purpose? When did, when did you know that your gift of connecting, was it when Jerry had you speak to people for the first time? Was it when you were at ABC leading a sales team and, and growing that business immensely? When did, when it's in high school, when did you know what your purpose was? Um, you know, that's really interesting. Um, I think if I were to try and find an aha moment, it was sitting down with Warren Struhl. We were working on a product called Sheets. Um, LeBron, Pitbull, uh, Serena, uh, everybody. We had everybody on board. They were investing. Uh, Jesse Itzler was involved. It was an amazing time for me. And, and my responsibility there was to really drive you know, new revenue, early revenue. We got into every retailer. It was an amazing story. And then one day we were sitting there sort of reviewing what we were doing. And he said to me, he goes, so what do you do? And, and you know, Warren and his, Warren, and the way he would say that would be so like antagonistic. <laughs> right. And like, you know, so what do you do? He goes, I have friends that say, Hey, you know, uh, I see you friendly with this guy, Noodleberg. Like, what does he do? What does he do? What, what, what does he mean? What, you know? And he goes, I can't tell them. I don't, I don't really know. And he said it as like a fucking jab, you know, it was right. like, Bam. <laughs> Ooh, that one hit below the belt. And as a marketing and branding and sales guy, it really hurt me. And so um, I realized 
that I was just a chameleon. I was what everybody wanted me to be at that time, which I thought that was the gift. It really isn't the gift. The gift is being true to who you are 24 hours a day and letting people digest you the way they have to or not. And some people throw up when they hear my name and that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. What a nugget. What a nugget. Being true to who you are and being okay with that. Jake, just, said he, Jake just said he still doesn't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. You know, the it, picture it, it, of, it requires actually getting into the business to figure it out. I can the promise picture you. Of, the picture of us as the three stooges just made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm sticking with these questions because these are really good and I want to dive deeper. Um, I never got a chance to work with Poppy. Poppy passed away when I was relatively little. I I have memories of being on his lap and going and visiting him at his condo, but I never really got a chance to work with him. If I could have worked with him, what is the and he's your mentor, what is the one lesson you would have wanted him to pass on to me? So uh, he's the guy that I wrote my, uh, my uh, section of uh, Standing O, which if, if you have not bought the book Standing O, all the proceeds go to charity. It was 52 entrepreneurs who all wrote a story about who they'd give a Standing O to. And I gave a Standing O to my grandfather and the other 51 authors were all like flipped out about my story. Um, he was an amazing influence to me, but he was a prick. Uh, he was the old school you know, hard. And he looked at me all the time and said, every time I knock you down, I'll make sure you get up stronger. And, you know, I thought working with somebody that cared about me was hugging and consoling and giving me the benefit of the doubt. And he didn't. He never gave me the benefit of the doubt. He always pushed me beyond what I thought my, my capabilities were. So, That's awesome. That's awesome. I think, and I think that's important for everybody here listening is to remember that it's, it's about, it's okay to knock them down. You know, I think that's real love is being willing to push people beyond their boundaries in a world where it's become almost the norm to just encourage no matter what, um, Fantastic. You, I love you know, it. I got you. you. I got you right now. I got you. <laughs> reveling in this. That's awesome. Uh, this is great content, and I'm really happy about it. All right, I'll, I'll give you a break on the tough questions. Woo. The best vacation you have ever taken. And we've taken some doozies, and oh, you've man, taken yeah. some doozies. Damn. You've been on like the NBA Jams cruises or the you know, the NBA TV cruises, whatever those things were with Ahmad Rashad. So actually one to three. I know, I know, I know. So best vacation ever. Give it to me. Um, you, me, and Jake in the Bahamas. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. you were going to say that. Oh, that's so awesome. Unbelievable trip. And I'm letting everybody know right now, we're going over a hard stop. We're going to 825 because this is too good. I'm okay. taking the chance. We, uh, that trip came at a really important time for us, and it was um, it was amazing. It was amazing. We spent I don't know how many days. We spent days in we Atlanta. Great people. Everybody that we met people that were on cruises, popping in and out. We were connecting, and what an amazing vacation that was for the. Yeah, that's, that that's the line that defined my life. 
Every time he knocked me down, I got up stronger. And I love that man. I wake up every single morning in my dressing room with a picture. I talk to my grandfather every day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get back into it on the ball has taken a few forms throughout its life. It started as a sports marketing company transition to a full functioning ad agency buying ads and and really at the forefront of Facebook transitioned even further into a business development firm and an investment firm now that I'm the president where do you see the company going and what has been the foundation of its success uh, it's a loaded question. You know, we, we've been fortunate that we we did not create um, restraints on growth. We were always ahead of the curve. We always looked to get um, into where we could take our skill sets. You know, sports marketing was, you know, the place where we really honed our skills. And then people said, wow, we like the way you think. Can you do more? And I hated the time that we were an advertising agency. I hated it. it was arbitrary and, you know, just it, it was not a good place for me to be. And so here you have somebody in my mind. I thought I was one of the best salespeople around and I'm really in the marketing space, which is, well, I like it red and I like it blue. And, you know, it's just very nebulous. And I think marketing people are like that. You know, they don't they're not focused on how to sell something. They're focused on making pretty pictures. So having said all that, I think the exciting part for me is that um, having you on board is that we can scale the delivery of our message. You know, the last four or five years, you know, six years, you know, after I sold a, you know, on the ball and basically just kind of did my own thing, I, I was reaching as many people as I could, but it's limited. I was really me and Shay, you know, and now you and now Scott and your plans to bring more people and the conversations we're having with large organizations about what we do, how we do it, why we do it are resonating at a level I never dreamed of. And so I think we're in our sweet spot. And I think people who see what we're doing, whether they're, you know, taking it or we use it, you know, buying it for their organizations, it's really amazing to watch. I love it. Okay. So I want to get to two more questions and, and then we'll let everybody jump, but carrying right off of that one, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, I think we're in a place where we see the future of growing and continuing. And I love where you're at and I hope you're on this ride for me for a lot longer, but what do you want your legacy to be? Everybody knows you here. Everybody. Yeah. I don't go anywhere where people don't know you. What, what do you want the legacy to be? If you could that, write it. That in and of itself is a legacy. But just people knowing me, I want people to talk about how I made them feel. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And the last one, because this is the, the way we have to end it, because it's the way you ended it with me. What is your favorite ice cream? <laughs> so, so there's two answers to that. You can't. Um, you can't have two answers. Yes, I can. Hey, I still... Uh, I'm still the champ. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, what a fantastic Father's Day gift having this to memorialize. And anybody that's watching this, get off now and call your dad and and interview him. You know, and ask these questions because they're they're priceless. And I thank you for doing it, Mark. Uh, my favorite ice cream, simply, is Briar's mint chocolate chip. 
It always has been. It always will be. But because I'm an experienced guy, and I'll leave this with a with a Friday funny. When I was about 17 years old, I remember um, sitting in my house, and I was with a really dear friend of mine who I won't mention, and we had partaken in some uh, um, herb activities. Herb. So we're sitting there watching some kind of television show, a little bit blotto. And my parents walk in and they go, hey, we just came from the store. Do you guys want some heavenly hash? <laughs> and I was like, you know, like instantly sober. <laughs> what do you mean? And then they whipped out this ice cream that they had gotten, which was like Rocky Road with all of this shit in it. So that story for me has always been uh, when people ask me about ice cream, it's, it was such a great story. It still is. You know, God, God rest my mother's soul. She, uh, she was like, you know, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I am going to close this out. Um, I, I am so blessed and so thankful to have my father be my mentor and be able to do things like this. And at a time in our life where we're here and we're working together, I've never been happier in my entire life. Um, this Sunday, we're going to be together uh, with your grandson and both of your sons. And it's going to be an unbelievable Father's Day celebration. So I, I just want to thank everybody for joining us. Fantastic Friday, Feel Good Friday, Funny Friday, whatever it is. Finish Strong Friday. Reach out to your father because it's a Father's Friday. And, uh, and, and share the love. Get the questions that you want to have because you never know what may happen. And I am so thankful for you doing this. Can I, go I, love, <laughs> I love you to death. And now we have, oh, oh, actually, there's some housekeeping here. There is a LinkedIn Like a Pro coming up in July, July 17th. We've hit that date on it. So make sure if you have not taken that with us, you jump on that. And then next Tuesday or next Wednesday, I am speaking to the Florida Media Associations group. Uh, excited to do that. So information on our pages and stuff like that. So love you. Have a great Friday. Goodbye.